0: The following podcast is a She Did It and sydneynanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg and I am the creator and founder of She Did It and sydneynanberg.com, your self-care and wellness resource with a twist, of course. My intention is to share valuable information, tips and tricks to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. First of all, thank you all so much again for tuning in to another episode of the She Did It podcast. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. Guys, this is all free and valuable content coming to you two times per week. Listen to whatever you want to listen to, but subscribe and always stay in the loop. Also, I would love your feedback, so go ahead and leave a review. I would be so grateful. Today we're talking about relationships, and this is probably one of my most requested episodes yet. Uh, you all want to know about relationships and what it takes for it to be happy and successful like what's normal what's a red flag what should or shouldn't be done so I am going to talk about it and give you some advice that might really help you out so I'm excited to get started and let's dive in Alright, so, hi guys, it's Sydney, I'm back. So, I'm that friend that all of my friends call for relationship advice because I'm the one that's in a long-term relationship and so I thought today would be the perfect opportunity to basically answer all of their questions for all of you because a lot of their questions are the same. So, a little background, I'm 25 years old. Most of my friends are single. Most of Pedro's friends are single. Pedro is my boyfriend, for those of you who are wondering or don't. This is your first time tuning in. Um, I think it might be our generation maybe. I do have a handful of friends in relationships, but more not in relationships. The ones who aren't in relationships are really struggling because it's almost like everyone is just afraid to commit, right? Or they're talking to someone, but there are so many red flags and they're making excuses and can't figure it out, but want to figure it out and it's just not working. So then they go and talk to somebody else, but then they like that other person and on and on and on and on and on and on, right? It's like, it's it's like a vicious cycle. And I've literally spent hours on the phone with my friends, especially recently talking to them about this, letting them vent and giving them advice only when asked. I totally support their decisions and, you know, it's their life. It's not mine. So if they want my advice, I'll give it. And a lot of these relationships are either toxic or just not the right fit whether they can see it or not. And like if it's meant to be, in my opinion, it'll be. You can't start a relationship questioning everything. And before I met Pedro, I was always questioning everything. That's how I knew it was never right with anyone before Pedro. But I noticed a pattern with my friends, and I noticed that I was getting a lot of DMs recently asking about relationships because I do talk about Pedro a lot. So here we are on another She Did It podcast episode talking specifically about relationships, how to have a successful relationship. I know I said in the intro that I'm going to answer their questions, but as I'm talking, I'm kind of thinking, like, what if I shared some personal info with you? What my relationship is like, the ups, the downs, how we get through tough shit, some of the struggles. I'm a little hesitant. That's why I'm like speaking slowly now because I'm thinking. I have my notes right in front of me, um, but I think I'm going to go in a different direction. I feel like when I share this with my friends, they actually find it the most valuable. Because the truth is that I can give them all the advice in the world until I'm freaking blue in the face. And at the end of the day, they're still going to do what they want to do, right? I mean, that's how it's always been. I don't know if that's a generalization. I don't know if that's just my friends. But, like, they come to me for advice and then they don't take it. But, like, they just need to vent, really. Like, they appreciate what I have to say. But, like, at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do. I'm not the one in their situation. You know, they are. So here's what I tell them. Because... I don't want to keep going on with false promises with you guys. The answers to most of their questions are pretty much the same. So this is basically what I tell them. One, you should never have to wonder. Advice from my mom. Hi, mom. Two, if it doesn't feel right, then it probably isn't. Like, if you feel like there's a lot of red flags and you're questioning stuff that goes along with the wondering, like, it's probably not right. Three, don't get hung up on the fact that it is. You know, if it doesn't work out that like it's the end of the world, like don't get hung up on the fact that like it not working out is like really bad because dating is a process and you have to go through the bad ones to get to the right one. That's what dating is. So I think I'm going to switch directions a little bit and kind of go unscripted because I think this just might be more valuable. So let me let you in on my life. I met Pedro, and no, this is not going to be a whole love story about me and Pedro. Like I said, I want to share the struggles, the ups and downs, and all of that crap, because I feel like that's what you guys want to hear. Like, how do we get over that? You know, like, the the drama. That's what we like. We like drama. Um, But I'm going to give you, like, a glimpse of the good stuff so you know that, like, my life is not all drama. So I met Pedro five years ago at a bar when I moved to Miami, and on our first date, he took me for dinner, and then we found ourselves at a pizza place, 2 a.m. This has been our relationship ever since. Like, that defines our relationship. I can't explain it. You'd have to really know us. Um, Oh, and before we got pizza, we watched Spongebob. I'm a big Spongebob fan for those of you listening, and I, I really made him watch it. It was weird. It was like we had known each other forever. We just had fun. It was like hanging out with my best friend. So after that, Pedro and I texted and still hung out and went on dates, but then my mom doesn't know this actually, and I know she's listening. Pedro said that he didn't want a relationship with anyone, just like typical millennial stuff, and instead of being pissed off because like what's the point i decided to do something different i didn't focus on the fact that pedro didn't want a relationship i actually focused on me and i focused on his actions rather than his words because actions in my opinion always speak louder than words I went on other dates, I met other guys, and what was interesting was that Pedro continued to text me every single day, he wanted to see me all the time, he was always there, he didn't want me to see other people, and so this little shenanigans of him not wanting a relationship only lasted like two weeks, and then we were together officially, whatever that means, but I had that bump in the road where I was kind of bummed, you know, here I met this guy and we totally hit it off, and then he he was an asshole. But, well, he wasn't really an asshole. He just told me he didn't want to be in a relationship. And I was like, what the hell? I don't understand. (laughs) And I'm sure if you're listening to this and you've been down that path before, then you're like, yeah, like, what the hell is that about? But for me, my gut feeling said, do your own thing because this guy isn't going anywhere. I mean, that was just the vibe that I got. I, I happened to be right. Side note guys, so funny, so Pedro left today for one of his trips because he travels and I'll get into that later in the podcast Um, and he just texted me that he landed and he goes what are you up to and I'm like recording a podcast about our relationship and so I just got a text back so in real time you'll get to see what he said. Oh he didn't respond to that at all. Okay, so anyways, sometimes, I guess this kind of applies. I just told him I'm recording a podcast about our relationship. He totally ignored that and answered a different question. So for those of you who are wondering, how come when I text a guy and they don't respond to something, but they respond to something else, like what does that mean? Is that normal? Like, oh, yes, it's so normal, like with my relationship at least. Like I could be texting Pedro something and it could be like, to me, I, I would think that it would, like, mean something or he'd, like, want to know. But, like, he really either isn't – his mind just processes things differently. So I think, like, when it comes to texting guys, everyone, like, they just think differently. So, like, if they don't answer your question right away or if they're, like – if they don't answer the way that you, like, expected them to, like – I really don't think it's a big deal because their mind sometimes is just in a different world. Okay, so anyways, I thought that that was going to be more exciting. I may or may not, may or may not cut this out of the podcast because it wasn't so interesting. I thought he was going to be like, well, what are you talking about? What are you sharing? Because like sometimes he's a little bit nosy and, you know, he's as my my pedro and my dad have some similarities and my mom and i like to call them lurkers like they like to know what's going on you know but like he didn't so that was kind of shocking so this may or may not be cut out but all right i'm gonna continue on with what i was talking about before then all right all right so before that i was talking about what my gut feelings said about pedro despite that he didn't want a relationship you know i took some time for me I did my own thing. I saw other guys, you know, but my gut feeling was like, okay, like, I feel like this is it, you know, but I just had to be patient and do my own thing and focus on me. But here's the thing, because that's very common. Like I said, like, I don't know if it's my generation, but a lot of people are afraid to commit. But like, where's the fine line? Pedro was never disrespectful to me. And I noticed that a lot of guys now are super disrespectful. And for some reason, my friends and other girls are giving into it. And I, I don't understand why. It's unacceptable. And you're only going to be more unhappy this way. So that was my struggle in the beginning. And that's how I chose to handle it. I chose to focus on me, focus on his actions, you know, let him prove that, you know, I knew what myself... I I needed to invest in me and only accept into my life what I felt that I deserved because you know I, I didn't want to be unhappy. I, I just I didn't want to go in circles and worry and you know it, it's not worth it. Life is too short. So that's how I chose to handle it. I put me first and I focus on the actions rather than words. So that's advice number one. Focus on actions rather than words. So Pedro and I have a really good and happy relationship. I really love him so much. He's so supportive and amazing. And, you know, behind all the good stuff, though, comes stuff that isn't always so fun, like the arguments or disagreements. Oh, and by the way, Pedro, like, if you couldn't tell from what I said before, travels, like, every other week for work. He travels a lot. Like, he just landed somewhere else. Um, I'm saying this because I was going to cut some... I, I think I'm just going to leave it in there. But okay, so he travels for work, guys. And I could go on for hours about a relationship, but here's what I'm going to share with you. One, what are healthy arguments versus unhealthy arguments? Because this happens whether you're dating someone. um, You know, you just meet someone, you're dating someone, or if you're in a long-term relationship. And two, what a relationship should be like when the other person is away. And this is for all you long distancer, long distancers, long distance, okay, long, for people in long distance relationships or in other relationships where the other person is traveling or, you know, you just met someone and, you know, you're away from them for the week because you see them on, like, Friday nights or something, I don't know. So... Why am I sharing these two specifically? Because they apply to the dating world also. So, and these are the questions that my friends actually typically ask, the ones who are single. So it actually applies to everybody. So it's the the best of both worlds. Wow, tonight's an interesting one with my uh, choice of words because I can't seem to speak. But that's okay. Can't be too hard on ourselves. So, um, Pedro and I have our fair share of arguments. We live together. We both work like crazy. It can get very stressful. We're also very different. We're also very similar. Um, Like any relationship though, we're going to have disagreements. So how do you know when it's unhealthy? So I'm gonna give you a little synopsis about what we fight about. One, this is the biggest one. And for anyone who knows us, I'm sure you're laughing at this, but it's actually, these are actual arguments. (laughs) One, when I sleep, This is going to... Oh, This sounds so weird. I, like, don't even want to share this. Okay. When I sleep... Okay, so when you're in bed and you're sleeping, right, and you turn in your sleep, sometimes you pull the sheets with you, right? Like, you turn over. You pull the sheets. I don't know how you guys sleep, but that's how I sleep. I pull the sheets over. When Pedro sleeps, Angel Pedro, he (laughs) apparently subconsciously wakes up, lifts the sheets, turns And then goes back to sleep without disturbing me. So everything, all the sheets stay in place. Like, I don't even know if this even makes sense. But, like, the point is that I mess up the sheets. I take the sheets away from him. And he gets really, really upset. Second thing we fight about, these are, like, common arguments, um, is organization. He's really, really messy. I'm really, really organized, so I'm constantly picking up after him. It is so annoying. The third thing we fight about is technology. And, you know, okay, like, I own a marketing firm, so I should be super tech-savvy, right? But I'm not. And Pedro gets really pissed off about that, like, really pissed off. And, I mean, we have, like, all this high-tech shit, and I don't like it. Like, I can't figure out, the TV sometimes and I hate Alexa and I don't know it's just it's just annoying like as I said that Alexa just turned on like she hears me she's listening to me I don't like it but that's just me that's just me so some of our more difficult arguments that are more serious where I'm not really laughing about um have to do with Pedro's travel And that's on me. It's really hard with him being away all the time. Like I said, every other week, for the most part. Not always, but a lot. So I tend to pick little fights here and there, which is unnecessary and something I need to work on. But, you know, these fights that I'm telling you are are most common. They're not fights. They're disagreements or arguments. I mean, they're healthy. They're normal. They aren't fun. Like, I'm laughing at some of them. But you know, the messiness, for example, it is so frustrating, especially after living together for so long, he really hasn't changed that much, so that's really hard, and his solution is just getting a cleaning lady, which we have, and it's great, but it's once a week, not every day, he needs someone to literally follow him around, because he will literally just like leave stuff, and it's so, I feel like I have to pick up after him, and it drives me crazy, and I work from home, I need a clean space. And that's really important to me. And he works from home when he's not traveling. So, you know, we have that. So, but the thing is, is that what makes these healthy fights, in my opinion, is that they're healthy because we don't just fight. Like, we're fighting to resolve an issue, usually. We don't ignore each other. We listen to each other. We might disagree, But we can't stay mad at each other for, like, more than 15 minutes. We're arguing for a solution instead of fighting each other. It's an argument. Now, when I say that, like, nothing's really changed with um, his organization skills, or lack thereof, um, you know, we found other other solutions. For example, like, I don't want to learn all the tech stuff. Like, leave me alone with that. And he doesn't... He's trying to improve on the cleaning stuff, but it's not working. So instead of getting on each other's case about the technology and the cleaning, we just kind of help each other out. Like, I'll take care of the dishes. He'll try his best to remember. You know, I'll try my best with the technology, but, like, he knows that, like, because I'm working on, like, Just organizing stuff, the technology is not a problem. So we compromise. Compromise is huge. And that's what makes it healthy. We're working towards a solution. You know, it's not fight. It's it's an argument. It's not like we're, it's an argument. That's what makes it healthy. An unhealthy fight would be hanging up on someone or not listening or not trying or not offering a solution, not really showing the other person that respect. Um, that's when you know it's unhealthy. And again, this is just my opinion. I'm not a therapist or relationship expert. Um, you're either arguing towards a solution because you disagree or you aren't. So, or, or you aren't arguing towards a solution. You're just fighting just to fight. And arguing shows passion, and but there's a fine line. When it becomes disrespectful and you feel like you can't communicate, that's really when there's an issue. So that's it. Like, let's keep it simple. Like I said, I'm not a therapist, but if you can't respect someone else's needs or feelings, then that fight is toxic. End of story. So sometimes Pedro and I do get super heated about things. We never really yell at each other or swear or walk out ever. You know, like I said, a healthy fight. Like, you still have to have respect for people, but it's normal to get heated Um, we have yelled at each other a couple of times if i'm being honest But right after one of us yells we immediately apologize and feel horrible because we care about each other And we want each other to be happy. So finding a solution is what matters, but Yeah, we fight and argue but like I said it it doesn't last that long Arguing is sometimes healthy because it you know, but it's it's normal if you're living with someone you're in a relationship your lives are kind of combined so you have to you're not always going to agree on the same thing and that's fine as long as you're working towards a solution and you want to make things work. That's when it's healthy. That's the point. This is just my relationship, um, you know, but I just don't think it's healthy if the fight lasts like a day or more if or if you aren't working towards a solution or being hard. That's really my point. And everyone handles things differently, so I'm not saying that my way is the right way, but this is just how I view it. Respect comes first. So number two, the second question, what should a relationship be like when the other person is away? Pedro is in the tech industry. I'm not going to get into what he does for work because that doesn't really matter, but he travels like every other week, like I said, he's gone a lot and people have long distance relationships also, or you start dating someone and you only see them like once or twice a week, same thing. What it comes down to is trust. What should the relationship be like? Well, here's what ours is like. To give you guys a little bit of an example i hate when pedro leaves <laughs> i get so sad actually he literally just left today like i said because i answered one of his texts uh, before he gets back in four days which feels like forever and i miss him every minute and it's hard and i know he misses me every minute too or at least he says he misses me every other minute but um it's just hard uh that's what a healthy relationship looks like not the fact that i'm sad it's the fact that we miss each other more and more when we are apart he truly is my other half and when i pick him up at the airport when he gets back we are both just so happy and have the biggest smiles on our face it's it's the same thing every time like we are more and more excited every time we see each other we've been together for five years and that excitement never dies down and I've had friends ask me, like, would Pedro ever cheat on you? I mean, he's gone all the time. Like, honestly, the first thing that came to my mind when I answered this question, what should a relationship be like when the other person is away? When the other person is away, wow. Well, I like to laugh at myself a lot, but like, I just, like, sometimes can't talk. So, the fir- <laughs> anyways, the first thing that came to my mind when I asked myself this question was how much I missed him. And not cheating, trust, it all goes back to trust. Like I said, Pedro and I trust each other. I know he would never cheat on me and I would never cheat on him. We, we literally miss each other too much. And for those of you who know us, who are listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and not every relationship is the same, but the point is that like we just miss each other. When you're apart, you should miss each other. Distance truly makes the heart grow fonder and I'm so grateful for him. When you're apart from someone, you shouldn't be worrying about cheating or what they're up to like that. You shouldn't be having to like stalk on Instagram or whatever. Like that's not healthy. If it's a healthy relationship, you're most likely missing them. It's as simple as that. Not a worry comes to my mind aside from his safety when he is traveling because sometimes he travels to some sketchy places if that's where the client is. Um, and that's what that's what I worry about is his safety. And trust is everything in a relationship, whether your significant other travels for work or it's long distance or you just met someone, you only see them once a week. Like I said, it's the same thing. It's the, you know, the distance, you're not with them. Trust is everything. You should be able to trust them when they are with you and when you are apart. If you cannot, then I would suggest you reconsider your relationship. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm not telling you, I kind of just did tell you what to do, but like, You don't have to take my advice. I'm just sharing what I feel and what I know and what I think and what I would tell my best friends and what I do tell my best friends. And a lot of people also want to know how I deal with Pedro being gone. Well, first of all, actually, let me say something. I think when it comes to this relationship advice, you have to think about it with like a simple mindset. Like if someone's gone and you're constantly worrying about bad things, That's a red flag. If someone's gone and you miss them so much and you love them more and more and more and they feel the same way and you can tell because they're calling and texting or whatever it is, then that's a good thing. Like, take a step back and think about it that way. So, okay, now I'll get into the other stuff. Because a lot of people also want to know, like I said, how I deal with Pedro being gone. So, like, how... Do you deal with it if you're in a long-distance relationship or missing someone? So I hope that this advice helps you. Like I said, I like to keep things pretty simple. Um, You know, Pedro and I talk on the phone every day. Something that really helps Pedro is that I, I hope this doesn't embarrass him. But he loves this. I write him like a little letter so that when he gets to wherever he's going, he can open it and read it. So I do little things like that. I always try to cook for Pedro for when he gets home. He likes that and that gives me something to look forward to throughout the week. He usually only travels for like Monday through Friday. That's usually his travel schedule. Um, I keep really busy. I am really busy with work. So... I work a lot and I take a lot of time for me. It's kind of, sometimes it's kind of nice to take that time for yourself and that's really it. There is no way to make missing someone any easier. So I keep busy. I look forward to making that dinner and that's it. And sometimes I sleep on his side of the bed with his shirt. And I know when it's the other way around and I'm traveling somewhere and he's home by himself, I know for a fact that he sleeps on my side of the bed and with one of my favorite sweatshirts. So, you know, it's little things like that. So I think I covered kind of a lot here and, you know, this topic I could talk about for hours, but I really just wanted to Focus in on a few key questions that I get asked a lot. And I'll do other podcasts where I talk about relationships too, based on the questions that come in in your feedback. But these are the biggest ones that I'm asked. So I hope that I kind of gave you all of the answers in an appropriate amount of time. Um, So I want to pull this together. At the end of the day, guys, you have to follow your gut feeling. When you're apart from someone, if your focus is missing them, then that's really good. If it's worrying about what they're doing, then that's really bad. (laughs) Communication is also key. If you're worrying about something, communicate it. If they respect it and if they respond and if you get the answers you're looking for and if you trust them, then great. If you communicate, they don't really respect you, you don't get the answers, eh, that's probably a red flag. Trust is key. Arguing towards a solution is key fighting for long periods of time and not being heard is really bad Guys keep it really simple. that That's my thing. It's not easy when you're going through it. I get it It's easier said than done. I'm also in a long-term relationship So I understand these arguments and I've dated and I, I do understand that um, But when you take a step back and evaluate It's a little bit simpler and something that really helps me is to journal so Let's say I'm really upset with Pedro for whatever reason, or I have something on my mind, I'll journal and I'll write it out. Or sometimes, even though they say it's really bad to say what you feel over text, for me, it's easier for me to write it out because in the heat of the moment, sometimes I'll say things that I don't mean. So, you know, if you just are heated and you don't know how to communicate it, communicate whatever you're upset about, Grab a journal, write it out, and that'll give you some clarification. Or, you know, if it helps you to send an email or a text message and then talk, because it'll come across kinder, that's my personal situation, then do that. You have to find what works for you. So that's just like a fun little uh, tip. So you just need to know what you deserve and understand your self-worth, find what you deserve, find what makes you happy, don't settle, and if you feel that there is a red flag and you are wondering, then that's probably not so good. Focus on actions rather than words, and that is my advice for you. So thank you all so much again for listening to another episode of the She Did It podcast please, please, please hit that subscribe button, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback and communicate with you guys. You guys are awesome. We're building an incredible community and I hope to just provide as much value as possible. I'm grateful for all of you listeners and I will see you guys next time. Bye everyone.